Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos, everybody. I am Corey. She is Julie. And if you're looking for direction on how to be a more successful entrepreneur, then this show is for you. On today's show, we have Bill Bolton. He is a friend of Defeat the Chaos, BizQuick, SB Pace, everything that we do. And he's an experienced insurance professional. He's the owner of BB Insurance. He's located in the Northern Virginia area. Um, and he dedicates his time to understanding each client's insurance needs and contractual obligations. Bill was on season two, episode 34 of BizQuick. And we're going to uh, be looking forward to talking to him today about cybersecurity because um, things are getting crazy out there. Things are getting crazy. We've been living in t- on tilt for like two years, Corey. <laughs> yes. Maybe longer. Yes. Yeah. Before we dive into that, though, before we bring Bill on in about 20 minutes, mm-hmm. how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? You know, I'm 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 good. I was feeling the stress a little bit earlier in the week. Um, I guess that's just normal part of being an entrepreneur, though. Right. Sometimes you feel overwhelmed. I got I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something you don't know. OK. I got an email from you earlier in the week and I cried. Was it the one where I was talking about the calendar? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> That's why I like I put all of that information in the end. I was like, don't take this personally. No, I didn't. I didn't. Don't. I was I didn't take it personally. So what happened is, you know, Corey's opening a restaurant and he's getting very close and to the restaurant opening and things are getting really chaotic and really hectic. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit this morning because it's such a good, well, it's really a compressed representation of what happens when you are starting a business or when you're an entrepreneur. But He's already stepped back significantly, which we've been planning for. So there's none of this as a surprise. And, you know, my days are getting longer on SB Pace side. His days are getting longer on the restaurant side. And he sent an email saying he needed to step back even a little bit more. And I cried and I cried not because I was upset, not because I was hurt, not because I was angry, not even because it was unexpected, because I thought to myself, oh, fuck, how am I going to do more? And then realizing, nope, 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 you got this. We can do this. We're going to, we'll make it happen. And, but I just, I needed a moment. I needed a moment. I took a moment, but I was, I didn't overreact. Well, yeah. And that's, again, I end because you sometimes do overreact. You know, I know. I know. I'm aware. Just ended the email with, don't change anything on the calendar. <laughs> don't make any different plans. Don't do anything. I just wanted to let you know that this is an issue because what had happened to me was like, well, things are just getting like crazy with the restaurant um, and in, in this build out and just out of control. And for me, when I'm a control freak mm-hmm. and when there are things that are outside of my control, it, it, it doesn't bother me, but when things are within my control, but for whatever reason, I can't control them that stresses me out so much. Like there's all these little things going on where I'm like, I can fix that, but I can't. And it just, it annoys me. And that's a a very polite way of saying it annoys me. Um, (laughs) But I know, but I, yeah, I I don't even know exactly what it was, but I just, I was sitting, sitting down in front of my computer and I was looking at the calendar. I was looking at everything and I was like, I just can't do this. Like I cannot do this. And, and it's the, the, for, for me, it's those meeting times. Like I yeah. have to be available basically a hundred percent of the time to take phone calls, to uh, answer questions, to, to do whatever it needs to be done. And, and going forward, I will have more control over that after we get the restaurant open mm-hmm. and after we kind of get it. But right now and, and, and through opening, 
I can't say that I'm a, I can be available every Thursday at 3 p.m. for a meeting because I don't know what's going to happen next Thursday or the right. Thursday. And so, so that just hit me, and I was like, I, I got to clean my clear my calendar, and we got to figure out what to do with it. I know, and you know, and I know that, and we we you know, like I said, we've been planning for months for this to happen, mm-hmm. and we've scaled back and made a lot of changes in SB pace in order to support that. And you know, you're 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 pretty removed from certivium as is. And I don't mean that negatively. That's, you know, pretty much uh Stacy and Julie thing. So Stacy's our business partner in our other business certivium. And um I called her yesterday and I was like, I just, you know, I got this email and I just want to and it wasn't I wasn't upset about it or anything. I just wanted to talk it through with her. And she's like, here's the thing. And you already know it. You don't need him for anything in the business, but you like having him as a sounding board and him to share some of the workload with. And for now, that just changes. And that's just a normal part of being an entrepreneur is shit changes, right? So um, honestly, it's been a little bit, it's been a very interesting you know, year so far because the the pace at which things are picking up for the restaurant, it feels really fast on my side. And I know on your side, it feels really slow. Like, Mm. can we get going, please? Yes. And it's, uh, I mean, this build out has been taking forever. And this is, this particular Cabo fish taco is something that I've been trying to work on. You know, when I started in 2005, the goal was to open up a lot of these stores and Mm -hmm. obviously that didn't happen. So like for me, it, it definitely feels like it's been, something that has taken way too, too long. And what that like kind of breaking point was the earlier in the week was when I was looking at my calendar and I was counting back the days and I was like, I, this is going to happen really quickly Mm -hmm. Um, because it it is, it's moving quickly. But the thing is we're, we're getting into the last 30 days and people are starting to cut corners and people are starting, you know, the, the lazy people are getting lazier and I'm like, we need to go, go, go. And then uh, case in point, we had to shut down for shut down build out for about two and a half days, like a week ago. So the guy who built the bar could come in and pour epoxy on the bar. Nobody was allowed in the space for two and a half days because they didn't want to let any um, like no like dust, like nothing. No, no, no reason why this bar would be ruined because somebody was in the space doing something they weren't. So mm-hmm. nothing happened for two and a half days. Mm-hmm. Come in on Monday morning, take a look at the bar, and it looks really nice from afar. And then I get close and realize that the guy, when he poured epoxy, got lazy towards the end. And there's bubbles all throughout the epoxy. And it looks terrible when you get up close. So he's going to have to grind down the bar. And we're going to have to shut down for another two and a half days. And he's going to, you know, to pour epoxy again. And it's like, and, and talking to the, the, the GC about this, he's like, oh, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it. It's fine. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like I work seven days a week, taking two days off now just pushes my schedule out two days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the, like that communication and that, that disconnect there is what's driving me crazy. Cause, oh, you know, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, your schedule looks fine, but you're totally fucking mine on the back end because of your inability to do the right thing first. Mm-hmm. It turns out he didn't need anyone else in the space to ruin the bar. Yeah, exactly. Did it all <laughs> on his own. Um, so I'm curious if there's any parallels that you can see or think of on, and I'm kind of throwing you on the spot here, 
Um, so listeners, let's see how quick Corey can think on his feet. You see parallels on what's happening with opening Cabo that we experienced opening SB Pace, um, but because it was a much, much smaller team and let's face it, you were really in control of everything because you're, you're kind of bossy. What, you know, is there any parallels there? Well, there, there's a ton of things that even if you are experienced, you're not going to get, like you're going to miss, mm-hmm. like you can, you can build out and you know, this managing projects for, for years that you can plan the the most detailed, the most well thought out project uh-huh. and things are going to pop up that you, you just, you didn't account for. Right. And I mean, especially today, the, the, everything is blamed still on COVID, even though, but now it's supply chain and probably world war three, who knows, but if something's going wrong, it's like, oh, you know, well, you know, supply chains, supply chains. <laughs> I understand that, but I, sh- you shouldn't have been surprised when you quoted me two weeks. Like, oh, actually, it's going to be eight. No, like you quoted two weeks, so I'm going to hold you to that two weeks. Um, but I, I mean, things are going to pop up that you're not aware of the direction that you're going. I mean, for a restaurant, it's going to be kind of hard. Like I'm not going to be able to pivot and turn into a gas station, you know, but like the, for us, it's the, what you set out at is probably not going to be where you end. So you think that if you're going to, especially if you're starting a company, um, you think that you're going to sell apparel online and it turns out that you're actually a motivational speaker or you're going to, um, start a company that's going to help people pivot throughout the pandemic. And then it turns out you help startups and you just kind of have to roll with the punches and, um, and just expect that things are going to probably not go as planned. Yes. Yes. And I think one of the, you know, one of the key differences you, so you have a ton, there's been a lot of revenue or a lot of cash that has been had to laid out on the front end to get the restaurant open. Lots of money, right? Yes. And so every day that you don't open is one day further away from you being able to start to generate revenue. But you know, the day you open the doors, you're going to be, the cash register is going to be ringing. You're going to be selling tacos and margaritas. Sure. And delicious guacamole. Yes. The, and the, like the thing that just really frustrates me right now is there, there are a bunch of triggers that I have to pull in order to get the restaurant open, mm-hmm. but I cannot, cannot start doing it until we get our certificate of occupancy. And like, nothing, like everything is based off of that one thing happening. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea when that's happening. I got a quote from my general contractor. I think he's going to miss it. And so I can't like, for instance, start hiring people until something happens. I can't get my health permit. I can't get all of these things done because I need this one thing done that can't, that isn't, isn't going to be delivered on time. Mm-hmm. And so everything's just getting pushed back and just kind of floating in the wind until this one thing gets hammered down. But then even then I have to push back a two days already. I know because we're going to have to get the bar redone. Yeah. There's uh, luckily I was able to catch something yesterday, but there was another day that I'd baked into the schedule for, um, for a delay because they ran the gas lines incorrectly initially. And it's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. I know, but, but I noticed it and they're like, oh, well, we'll fix it afterwards. And I'm like, no, that's a day that we're going to have to shut down so that you can come back in here and rerun everything correctly. 
And, and so that was three days. And when you're talking about a 30 day schedule, that's 10% of my schedule. Like that, that's now just that I've got to deal with, which is significant. Yeah. There's a, it's a big machine that is in motion right now. And you've got, you know, a lot of different people involved, different moving parts. And when you are a control freak, that's, yeah. Well, especially when you see something being done incorrectly and there's nothing you can do to change it. Yes. Hey, speaking of things being done incorrectly, Corey. Yes. Can we talk about the government? (laughs) Actually, I don't want to talk about the government because we try. Well, I do, but we're not going to. I actually want to talk a little bit about cyber attacks. Okay. Okay. Uh, Legit. Uh, is it just propaganda? Like, is that a real threat for us? Is it a real threat for small business owners? I think so. Um, it, and it's not, in my opinion, it's not the, in, in my opinion, being the one that Bill told us like months ago, but like from, and he can correct us if we're wrong, but it's not the, the Russian government coming over here to shut down your small business and they're going to virtually kick in your door and steal your computer. Like <laughs> it's, it's, hackers from all over the world who are just looking for weaknesses to exploit. It costs them nothing but time really to sit, sit around at home and, and send out emails and try and find certain ways to get into any kind of system that a small business has or, or personally as well. And yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it has been a real thing and, and it is going to, be a, I think, a more real thing if if what's going on in Russia escalates because or Ukraine. Wait, what's going on in Russia? I don't know, but <laughs> I'm sure some we might, you know, see something in the news about it. But um, it's an easy way to wreak havoc on the economy and you know, of your your um, your foe. So it's like, oh, I can do all these things if I shut down a power grid somewhere mm-hmm. somehow. That affects millions of people, and it will. Um, it will stop us from doing business if we can't access the internet, that type of stuff. Yeah. So even indirectly, they're not attacking us, but they're attacking something that we need in order to be successful in order to run our business. Well, yeah. And I really think just, you know, overall as a, as a country, we are, we have tremendous risk right now, right? Like all of our power grids are outdated. And so, you know, I, th- I think, you know, the failure of some of the failures that are going to come are that, you know, the old technology or the, the infrastructure problems that we already see every day and people have just become sort of immune to now add in, we've got these, you know, autonomous vehicles cruising around and like, I'm, I'm going, how do they, how do you insure an autonomous vehicle? How does that work? I don't know. And that's a great question. Maybe Bill could answer that, but um, a news story that I, I, I didn't get for later today, but uh, they were talking something. I just saw the headline, but the autonomous vehicles can pull themselves over in a quote unquote emergency. And the first thing that popped in my head is what's the definition of an emergency? Well, yeah. And also, listen, I'm going to go a little conspiracy theory on you here. So I know you're going to enjoy this. Do you think that the reason that the government is pushing everybody to buy electric cars is because they can turn them off and control you? 
Yes, that makes sense to me. It's very plausible. <laughs> Thank you. You didn't, you didn't even have to gear just like, yes, that is. Uh, did not think about that. But yes, that's, I mean, that's very, very possible. Yeah. Um, like I read something the other day. It's like the number one, but you know, honestly, most cars now are just giant computers. Yeah. And so you don't, you don't, you don't follow the rules of society. Beep. Then turn your car off. And obviously not while you're driving it, but you park it and you can't turn it back on. Or they can just make you pull over because it's an emergency yeah. and just, and just stop. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. And um, I mean, it's I don't, just right before the break. One of the things that just like really bothered me was, I want to say it was all state or state farm or state insurance, one of those state <laughs> insurance companies, but they, um, they have this, this the app that you can put in your, car and as you're driving it rewards you for safe driving i'm like what idiot is going to who's falling for this willingly allow some company to just track their every movement and i'm sure plenty of people have done it well you got alexa and the little vacuum cleaner (laughs) that prowls your house yes all the things all right let's take a break and when we come back we're going to bring bill bolton on to talk about cyber attacks Hey everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos, everybody. 
We have Bill Bolton on the show, and we're going to talk about cybersecurity, cyber insurance, uh, cybernetic organisms, maybe. Who knows? What's a cybernetic organism? Uh, Terminator. Nice. Yes. Um, but anyway, uh, hey, Bill, welcome to the show. Hey there. Thank you for having me on. And Corey, congratulations on the almost restaurant. Thank you, Bill. That means so much. <laughs> Just for our listeners, they've been friends since college. They love, hate each other. So yes. you might hear some uncomfortable things. <laughs> How's it going, Bill? It's going really well. Uh, I've been very busy. My, my company is growing as, as planned. So I'm, I'm a happy camper. That's good. Can you uh, just give our listeners, you know, a brief intro to the world of Bill Bolton? Absolutely. I am Bill Bolton. Um, and yes, I did go to college with Corey. Um, I've actually worked at a Cabo Fish Taco as well. I was a chef previously and decided that was not the life for me. God bless you, Corey, for getting back into it and uh, got into insurance. So I've been doing it for about 15 years and started my company about two years ago. Uh, for several reasons, um, mostly financial reasons, because, you know, there's a better way to, to make money. And also because I had worked for quite a few different agencies over the years, and I have seen a lot of people do things the wrong way. So um, I want to fix those problems. Awesome. And we have previously talked um, about uh, the cyber threat, and that's how we kind of led into this segment of the show that cyber threats are are real for small businesses and probably more real today. Um, but you could probably speak better to that than we can. I, I can try. Um, so I actually, right at the beginning of the show, Julie, you had, you made a really good point that things are already crazy. Like the, the cat's already out of the bag. Um, but yes, cyber threats are a, a reality for small business owners and are actually becoming a bigger threat for small business owners. Um, it, really, just over the past year alone, you've seen entire insurance carriers, like the X, where the money actually comes from, um, just back out and say, we're non-renewing, you know, upon, you know, the renewal date for every one of these cyber policies, we're walking away, we're out of the market altogether because it it is like I said, it's already become a major issue and it's not getting any better, unfortunately. Yeah. I remember when we had talked a couple of weeks ago, you said that there was some sort of uh, meeting or phone call or something that you were, you were going to join with some big, I assume carrier or, or company um, to determine whether or not they were going to even issue policies beyond that date that, because we had, we had asked about cyber insurance for our business and you said, yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to even get you insurance. Oh, well, that's, I mean, with that particular carrier. So it's the, the company that you're currently with. Um, I wanted to find out what they are, what they see trending. Um, by the way, getting the cyber policy, not a problem. I just, I didn't know if it would be that carrier or, or a different one, but uh, conversation for another time. Um, yeah, I did speak with them. Um, I've actually, well, I do read about this all the time. This is a, a constant conversation. Um, but, you know, luckily I do have access to all the underwriters to take care of this. So I've been picking their brains as often as I possibly can. The general consensus is that, I mean, the, the market's already hardened. That means that the, the prices are going up. They're already limiting what they're going to offer you know, terms to, you know, what company they're going to offer terms to. Um, so that's already done. And, they, you know, going forward, there's no, you know, with the, the Russia scare um, and the lack of government influence, unfortunately, 
there's really no notices. There's no indication that they are going to see any like major spike in anything with the exception of ransomware, which is going to continue to increase no matter what. Uh, but it's really just kind of the status quo right now. And that's not only for CNA, the company that I talked to in particular, but uh, for most of the underwriters that I speak to, it's really just the general consensus. Like the, we, we're already in this mess. Is it going to get worse? Yes. But that's really where they are. So for small business owners, solopreneurs, you know, we're, we're talking small here, Bill, like, you know, 10 or less employees or maybe revenue that's less than, you know, half a million dollars. What is the worst that could happen to them if they are the on the end of a, you know, a cyber attack? Uh, if they do have an employee and or employees and that employee happens to click on the wrong thing and then you've got, you know, a small hacker somewhere that wants to ransomware your your stuff. And they hold you everything hostage until you, you pay them. Um, right now, for really small businesses, that that's a, a really big exposure. The you know it, the, the issue that small businesses have, and it's just a reality. I own a small business as well. I, I don't have the same amount of uh, income that you know a Fortune 500 company does. So my my cybersecurity is not nearly as strong as what theirs is. So, and, you know, hackers do know this, you know, anybody that wants to you know, compromise somebody's data, they're going to go for the, the, the easiest target they possibly can. Well, many times that, that's going to, they will go for the easiest possible target, that's small businesses. So they will use a small business to enter into a system and then try to flow upstream. So even if you are not the target as a small business owner, you're still using other people's software. You may be hosting other people's information. If they can flow upstream and, and compromise that information, that still leaves the small business owner on the hook in one way, shape, or form. And that's the 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 really scary part about that is that you're just getting used, but you could still be liable for millions of dollars of damage uh, down the line because you clicked on an improper email or you use the same password for everything or um, any number of reasons. I mean, it could just be that uh, I, I don't know, like, like your, your Wi-Fi is insecure. You're at a, a, a Starbucks and you're using the public Wi-Fi and somebody's out there just, I don't, I don't think fishing. There's probably, there's a net or something. There's some, some other term I'm sure to capture your information off like a public <laughs> <laughs> network, but um, yeah, that's the, that's the scary part. So uh, with cyber insurance, if you have the right policy, obviously, like, are you covered for that type of error on, on your end? Uh, potentially yes. Um, and uh, th there are pitfalls with cyber liability policies. Um, one, for example, is social engineering. Um, and that's really when you add the, the human elements into, um, you know, any kind of a, a cyber attack. So typically, so social engineering, at least historically, has been considered crime. So you would have to buy a crime policy. So buyers beware if you purchase a cyber liability policy, um, either you, your agent or broker needs to have the know-how to, to, you know, click the right button or request that cyber crime be included in the policy. Um, so it, to answer your question, potentially, yes, you would have the, the correct insurance if you buy uh, the correct policy. 
you just need to make sure you're working with somebody that, that understands the, the nature of what this is and, and exactly you know what the market is doing. And you just mentioned one other quick thing. Um, first steps, really uh, train your employees, train yourself, uh, you know, as the business owner, but, you know, train your employees as well and do that on a regular basis. Um, it, that's really where a lot of these attacks, particularly with ransomware, which is the biggest one right now, um, it's really somebody clicks on the wrong thing. And if they don't know how to correctly, you know, identify something that looks fishy, no pun intended, and they, you know, end up uh, causing a phishing attack, you know, on your company, it's maybe a lack of training. So do that, talk to your IT professionals um, or hire somebody if you don't have somebody currently, because again, these things are only going to get worse. And that the the point of hiring somebody for IT is, I'm very critical in my opinion, just because there are a lot of people out there today and it just blows me away, the grown adults who have been around the internet since the conception of the internet who still don't understand how easy it is to to just get caught in one of these things. I mean, we worked for a company and it was pretty, um, uh, I wouldn't even say elaborate or it was just, it, it was thought out enough where they have this, uh, they had an email, somebody spammed or spoofed or whatever. I think spoofed is the term. Um, like a, one of the executives emails and just sent over a request to somebody in the, their like accounting department and said, Hey, I need a hundred thousand dollars wired to this account. And they just saw it and they're like, Oh, well, so-and-so needs money. So here you go and send it off. Yeah. And it's gone. Gone. Yeah. yeah. We, I just, yeah. I just talked to a friend a couple of weeks ago who left his corporate job to start. He got, he got laid off. Right. And they, his last, when he was, he was on vacation and when he was on vacation, somebody hacked into his work email and changed the account, his direct deposit account for his paycheck. And the the person in payroll knew he was on vacation because it was a small company, knew that he was in Costa Rica on vacation, but still didn't think it was odd that a request came in to change his direct deposit while he was on in Costa Rica and put it through and he lost two weeks worth of pay plus his, you know, like final, like severance, you know, two, four weeks of severance pay. And the company's like, yeah, not our fault because it came from your email address. <laughs> yeah. This kind of stuff happens all the time. The, 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 the people responsible for it are getting more and more creative. We had, you know, a, a client of mine who finally became a client of mine because of this incident. Um, they, they had nothing in place. They, you know, their agent was obviously not taking care of them appropriately. And uh, they had a new salesperson that was so excited about his brand new sale. sale. And it, it was, uh, the company had just gotten a, a contract with Nestle Corporation. And somebody from Nestle sent an email ordering, it was like forty dollars or $50,000 of printer cartridges. They, they supplied, um, you know, IT hardware to, to different types of companies. And, uh, you know, the new guy, he's so excited. So he sent the order out. It turns out that social engineering had taken place. Somebody found out that they had a contract with Nestle or maybe just got lucky and, uh, you know, contacted this salesperson and he went ahead and sent out $50,000 of printer cartridges. And there they go. Like <laughs> wow. You're never going to see him again. The money's this gone. This is why you 
need to be really thoughtful about how much information you post on social media. Well, and just the why it's good to be paranoid about everything, <laughs> everything. everything. <laughs> yes, but the because it, it's uh, we all love that that opportunity that comes out of nowhere. We all love. Oh, this sounds like a really good idea. But then you have to stop and think. Wait a second. Does like is this too good to be true? What mm-hmm. what about this? Like it it shouldn't it should raise like red flags when these things kind of pop up out of nowhere because. I I can't remember a a while ago, it was um, something to do with the restaurant and somebody reached out and I replied back and then they reached out again and it was like really, really suspicious. And I was like, cool, just jump on a phone call with me. Just all I want to do is talk. They're like, oh, sorry, I can't this week. Can you just send me this information? And I'm like, no, I want to jump on a Zoom now. I want to see your face. And then they stopped talking to me. Right, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, so what are, um, you know, our, our, our audience is entrepreneurs and small business owners. How can they better, just what are a few small things they can do, Bill, to protect themselves from being attacked? I don't know why I whispered that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Made it very, weird. very nefarious. Uh, so <laughs> like I mentioned before, uh, you know, step one, make sure that you've buttoned up your any 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 level of IT that you currently have, make sure it's buttoned up. Whether you just you're buying McAfee or if you have in-house, you know, support, or if you're outsourcing it and you're working with somebody else, just make you know, do whatever you possibly can to make sure that you know that, that front line is buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do have employees, make sure they are they are trained. Um, and make sure that training takes place on a regular basis. And just be wary of what is taking place in the world right now. I mean, it, it, it's, it's something we're just going to have to live with for, for quite a while. Corey, we probably need to train Francis. Or maybe <laughs> yes. Francis needs to train us. <laughs> uh, yes. If, I'm not worried about it. I don't think there's but any. One more. Sorry. One more item. Uh, when, you know, if and when you are going to buy um, any cyber liability policy, one important thing to keep in mind um, the application itself actually becomes part of the policy. So you want to make very sure that you do not make any misrepresentations on that application. You know, if you say that you have certain, certain um, you know, security measures taken care of, if you say that, that you, know, you check that box, yes, box, yes, make sure that you actually do, uh, because that could nullify your policy if a claim ever were to occur. So make sure you pay very close attention to any applications. And that's why it's important to have a professional like yourself walk you through everything mm-hmm. because with with most things, especially with professional services, there's a reason why we pay lawyers and accountants and insurance brokers and, and agents. And I don't, I probably got your title wrong completely. Insurance business owners um, they, to, to do what they do because I don't, I'm not an insurance expert. And like you've said before, uh, probably on the podcast or whatever, that the insurance is um, like a whole different type of language where mm-hmm. if you're negotiating a contract for the sale of your business, that's a different legalese, so to speak, than the insurance ease for your insurance policy. Completely different. Yeah. <clears throat> I think during oh, the break, I- we're going to need to check on Aaron and make sure that he's not <laughs> sleeping over there. He doesn't <laughs> seem to be doing well today. <laughs> <laughs> He said he just woke up, so. 
He's not, <laughs> I, I know we're I know we're almost out of time, but Julie, you did mention something uh, before I came on that was it, you, you're spot on. And one of the emerging hazards that you know carriers are concerned about are autonomous vehicles, um, which is a really crazy thought because people's phones. I mean, mine's already attached to my car, you know, so I can take calls and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, you're correct. Everybody is driving a giant computer. So what if you can shut it down, or what if you can shut down? all of them all at one time, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's, it, it's a really, it's, it's a crazy thought, but is it possible? Sure. I mean, they've shut down pipelines. They've shut down all kinds of stuff in the past. Um, so I, it's, it, you know, you asked like, how do you ensure, you know, an autonomous vehicle? It's really for the manufacturers and the software developers, all the, all the stuff that goes into that giant computer that you're driving. That's where the really big scare is for these insurance carriers. Great. Well, we appreciate the time today, Bill. And for all of our listeners out there, if you want to connect with Bill, if you have any questions about insurance, if you want to buy some insurance, he can probably help you out. Head on over to bbinsurancehub.com, or you can probably just send him an email, bbolton at bbinsurancehub.com. And that information is going to be in our show notes, so check that out. Give Bill a shout, and we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Gambling in the News. Hey everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. you, Corey, but I feel super protected after that conversation with Bill Bolton. How are you feeling? Um, I feel great. It's always fun talking to Bill. It's always a fun conversation. And he's got, brings a lot of good information to um, to us and, and the world when he talks about insurance. He's um, also a little nuts. He is a little nuts, but the he knows insurance and he loves talking about it, which is just, for me, strange, because that's one of the topics that I... That, be, besides filling out forms, which is my least favorite thing to do, figuring out insurance is probably number two. And their forms and insurance usually go hand in hand. So you got number one and two least favorite things to do. So I know what one of your other least favorite things to do is. What's that? Watch other people work on their computer. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's up there as well. You yeah. know what else uh, is my least favorite thing to do? What? Lose at gambling. Yeah. Damn, you are killing it. I am killing it. I don't even know what's happening. It's so not reflective of the year I've had. <laughs> yes, but you are eight and one on this season that we started. I feel like that deserves some, little, some applause, Corey. Yes, there, there we go. We got some applause for everybody out there. Um, I'm unfortunately at five and five. I'm basically a flipping a coin over here, it feels like. Sad trombone, man. Yeah. No. No, you're not even going to play for no. yourself. Okay. No. That's why I'm in charge of the soundboard over here, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, can I just say one more thing about Bill Bolton? Sure. Bill is going to be so jealous that he's going to ask if he can just join our our radio show next week, just to listen, because next week we have Rocco Coza, Rocco Coza on, who is small business attorney. And Bill has a little man crush on Rocco and everybody knows it. Yes. <laughs> yes. But Rocco's amazing. So Rocco it's understandable. We, we will have a great show next week as well. As yeah. always. Always. We yes. always have a great show. All Except right. for that one show. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that one though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, who you got for gambling this week? You go first since you're the wah, wah, wah. Loser. <laughs> so the, uh, we're getting into the, um, the end of the season here for college basketball. We're in the, all of the conference championships are going on right now. And one thing that I know is for certain is that the public loves themselves a favorite. They love betting on favorites. And we're at that time in a lot of conference championships where we're in like the, the quarterfinals and there are spreads out there that are 17, 20 point spreads, which is just ridiculous to think about. You are the number four team in your conference and somehow you're still a 20 point dog and people are still betting on the favorites. It's possible. <laughs> who knows? But I'm going to I've got a dog. It's a close game for um us today we've got oregon and colorado playing and um as always we're using our action network numbers shout out to action network and i am taking colorado plus one so fade away um well i'm not gonna fade you but um i like that bet um you know i love dogs so i actually am going to be picking against my blue for the second week in a row. Um, Indiana 
is playing at Michigan tonight and Indiana is a three point dog and uh, I like them. I'm taking Indiana. And again, action network gave us that line. So, Hey, action network. We're here. Yeah. Actually, I, I don't think they're playing at Michigan. They are playing at Michigan. Well, no, because the conference championships usually take place at like a uh, neutral location. So, for instance, Oregon and Colorado are playing in Las Vegas. Oh, no, that's Arizona State. They're playing. Like uh, uh, Pac-12, well, for example, okay. is in Las Vegas. Yep, you're right. Yes. You're right. Michigan so. is the home team playing not at home. Correct, yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. If All that right. has not confused anybody, we can keep going. No, um, let's not do it. Right. Can we do – let's let's talk news because I want to I want to talk about something. All right, what do you want? Well, I, I just – I want – listen, don't get mad at me for this topic. But I want to just spend 60 seconds talking about how out of fucking touch our government is with the people of this country. Right? Okay. So what's that jackass's name who runs like the transportation? Is it Buttigieg? Buttigieg, yeah. Buttigieg and Jen, no, and Kamala Harris. Okay. Both of them came out recently and said the solution to the rising gas prices was, do you know what they said it was? Electric vehicles. Buy an electric vehicle. All right. Show me how many fucking people can afford to buy an electric vehicle right now if they can't afford to fill their car with gas. Yes. And the whole push for electric vehicles, while I have nothing wrong with electric vehicles, that energy has to come from somewhere. And that's, it's something that I just, I I don't really understand why they're like, oh, well, let's put everybody on electric vehicles. Cool. Our infrastructure is already overwhelmed. Now we're going to have a bunch of people charging their cars instead of using this portable fuel. And like, there's so many things that we need to figure out. Again, electric cars are probably the future. Nothing wrong with them, Mm -hmm. but we're still in the infancy of this thing. And And yes, if you're already struggling to make ends meet and you have the choice between buying a $5,000 beater that runs on fossil fuels or a brand new $30,000 vehicle, you're going to have to go with that $5,000 beater that runs on fossil fuels. Right. Yeah. And I just, you know, honestly, I I don't have anything against electric vehicles either because, you know, but like Elon Musk is like the one billionaire I can get behind and want to support because I just think he is for the people. Right. He's he is not out of touch with what's happening in the world. And he's very, very vocal. But then it's the most ridiculous statement for the government to come out and say, and it almost feels like they're laughing at you like, ha ha. Well, here's a solution for you. Just go buy an electric car. And it's like, well, what kind of kickbacks are y'all getting on those? Yeah, there, there's always and, and we've said this before. There's always the thing like the what's the real reason behind yes. this? And it's uh, trying to figure out what how to read between the lines that it's here's this thing that we want to push and it's going to be great. Yeah. For whom though? Like who's really going to benefit uh, from this? And um, if we're going to stay on the same line of thought, just do it. It's just ah, government. Um, (laughs) So the, as we all know, the, for many reasons, the gig economy has been, booming in the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are looking for extra cash. They're not getting paid enough. We need to raise minimum wage. We need to cap CEO salaries. The pandemic hit and everybody now has to find their own way to make ends meet, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever your reasoning is or your thoughts are behind the gig economy, it is alive and well. And you know what governments are doing? 
scrambling to figure out how to regulate it because just like when they passed that, uh, or I don't know if they passed it, they're talking about the IRS being able to look at your bank accounts for anything over $600. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is to really catch Amazon because they're like Amazon makes $600 every like second, more than that, like <laughs> yeah. way more than that. Like, yes. it, like it, I was in milliseconds. That's how quick. And yes. that's not going to affect Amazon, but you know what? happens when like I pay you $601 for work. I now have to, you like that has to get taxed. And that's, that's what they're trying to figure out. They're like, Hey, I want my cut. Like we're dealing with the mafia here. They they see people out there making money. They're like, but I need my cut. Like, and you don't understand this is for your safety. That's why I need my cut. Right. It's very, it's very, very frustrating. Like I'll just, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Come November, we need to vote these assholes out. They need to go. Every single one of them needs to go. Like eliminating all of government? They need to go. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, yes. Or here, I don't care. This is going to sound split the country in half and let the people who like the way we're moving towards socialism live in the other half of the country because this is at, like there has been a war on small business and entrepreneurs and the gig economy for years now and it's escalating and escalating at a very rapid pace and as you can tell i am fucking heated over it i am tired of big business just taking everything over and getting all of the benefits and small business getting screwed every step of the way there i said it i'm not embarrassed about it either all right there we go. Do we, do we want to keep going or uh, do we want to move on to a new topic? Yeah, it's your call. You, well, you, you, you're you the any, boss. Do you have any other news over there? <laughs> um, I do have some other news. My other news story is very different. All right. Make it quick. Customers accuse Las Vegas restaurant of selling THC tainted Thai food. Okay. Yeah. So apparently there's this Thai food restaurant in Vegas that for months was um, tainting their food with THC and people were getting sick. They were blurred vision, disorientation, loss of consciousness, numbness or tingling feeling. Honestly, it sounds a little bit what happened, like what happened to Mark when we were in Vegas and he got roofied. Yes. But those are two very, very, very different drugs. Right like, on. Like blur- it really is. What blurred vision, loss of consciousness, et cetera. That, that's not THC. Well, first off, I'm wondering if you want some tire food Obviously, for lunch. But <laughs> that's, that's not THC doing that. Well, this, is, this says THC is what the headline reads. I don't make the headlines. I'm just, I'm, that's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm well aware of that. I'm just saying that all of those symptoms aren't really a, I mean, like, unless it's a significant amount, but again- like, I don't know. Something else, something else fishy is going on. Something there. afoot there in is Vegas. There's something afoot in Vegas. Yeah. Um, but uh, one last thing. And um, this one, I'm just going to leave this. We're not going to have time to get into it, but I just found it kind of ironic. So this came from Business Insider uh, yesterday, I believe. But um, at, at some point in the past uh, couple of weeks, whatever, uh, Russia blocked Facebook in the country of Russia. (laughs) I have so many thoughts on this. And again, we're not going to have time to get into thoughts on this, but I just thought it was a funny and ironic 
title to the article and then the um the, the reasoning behind it mm -hmm. and it was just the the pot calling the kettle black type of thing so the meta ceo sheryl sandberg said social media is bad for dictators and that's why putin blocked facebook in russia <laughs> so you've got basically like a a, a, a political dictator and in a virtual dictator going head to head, trying to figure out what, which one's, which one's the actual baddie here. Right on. I, I'm just going to say this since we, since we brought up Russia and we're back at the government, I'm going to say one more thing and we're going to end on this. Okay. Well, you can obviously re have a rebuttal. So there we've shut off all, you know, the basically currency to Russia. We've shut off McDonald's. We've shut off, social media, the, you know, MSN, MSNBC, CNN can no longer report there because Russia issued the false information, false news goes, you know, you will be penalized for it. So they can't even report there anymore. Um, we have like, basically we shut off everything to Russia. How many people don't realize Russia is almost like fully independent in every way. And when you shut off McDonald's and social media, you're making them fucking better. Yes. I mean, that's, that's a good point. You're just going to figure out a way to, um, I mean, they're healthier. Well, cause McDonald's isn't there. Sure. Right. And they're energy independent. They're financially independent because they already moved over to I mean, their economy is collapsing. That's a whole other thing, but we have to get going. I know. God, There's I'm so many right. things that need to be unpacked there that it's not just that, but yes. Um, okay. so that's okay. it. That's it for today's show. Everybody be sure to check out everything that we've got, uh, sbpace.com, go to bbinsurancehub.com to connect with Bill. Um, reach out to us. We love to hear from our listeners. So let us know what you like, what you don't like, and we will see you here next week with Rocco Coza at 9am Eastern voice America business channel to the chaos. We're out.